Welcome to this week's podcast. I'm Mickey Badlamenti, discipleship pastor here at Rock Point Community Church. Our goal in the messages we share is to consistently present God's truth in ways that will challenge you, bring you new perspective, and ultimately lead you into closer relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Wherever you're listening from, we hope this message encourages you in your faith. We also welcome you to visit us anytime you're in the Detroit area. Our Sunday services are at 9 and 11 a.m. and include a full range of children's programs, as well as a ministry specifically for children with special needs. Find us on Facebook or visit our website at rockpoint.org for more information. I want to welcome you here today. We've got a lot of different things that are taking place. Uh, First of all, um, for those of you that were here last week, you realized we had an unusual event at the end of the service. We had our power cut. And just to inform you what happened, actually, we don't know the specifics, but power was cut to this local area, so it wasn't just in our building. I assume Rambler and people were probably golfing in the dark. I don't know. Um, You know, it's a different place like that. So just wanted to let you know that's what took place. Uh, the light company, our 20-somethings, are finishing their retreat today, so they'll be coming back in, so they're not present with us today. They'll be coming back in later. There's an Axiom Youth Retreat coming up. Check the dates in regards to that. For the ladies, Oasis, um, our women's ministry, is meeting next Saturday for a special event at October 23rd. And then there's also an event for Osborne that we've been involved in the Osborne community, and there's something coming up Saturday, November 13th, from 9 to 1 p.m., it's going to be uh, reworking the landscaping or the grounds, at least, and clearing things and picking things up, up around the school. And that's going to be on Saturday, November 13. Anyone from all ages 11 on up can be a part of that. Um, there's an email going out to almost any of you that are on the email list. Uh, but for those of you who are not members yet and are interested in that, you'll have an opportunity to click on some things, register for a membership class that's coming up on November 14th. And you will be the first ones to experience our online membership class. It's almost all going to be done online, and then there'll be an in-present or in-person present meeting for about two hours or so. But they've just completed something really cool, and so take a look at that when you have a chance. And then finally, baptism uh, class is going to be having uh, soon on the 7th of November, and we're going to be having baptism um, at this point in time on uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Now, uh, we're changing our schedule. This is a very different service than our normal process of of things. And um, we had something happen recently that I think you need to be aware of on a broader context. And so we launched a new men's ministry entitled The Garage. And that was just a weekend or so ago. 120 guys, phenomenal time together. And uh, the person who was the architect behind that is Dwight Eberts, along with a team that worked with him. And there was something he shared at that that I feel like all the men who weren't present need to hear. And all of you ladies who obviously weren't present either sent your guys or are going to send your guys to this ongoing ministry called The Garage Should Hear. So if you please just welcome for a few minutes of time here or so, uh, Dwight Eberts. Good morning. You like how Pastor Randy said, just for a few minutes of time. <laughs> that was for me, not for you. Um, <laughs> So on Saturday, we opened up with some fun activities. We went outside and did some guy stuff, which was pretty cool. And then we came inside, and and instead of really sharing much of a message, um, we've had some questions over the last few months of, like, so what is this garage? And so uh, I just took a few moments to explain, which I'm going to do today, of just providing a little bit of clarity as to what the garage is. And so just to get right to it, 
took a long time for me to come up with these questions. Number one, so what is the garage? And so when I think about the garage uh, in terms of today, right, in our society, in our culture today, the garage has expanded to be way more than a place to park your car or keep some tools, right? If you may be the friend or you might know somebody that has created more of a game room out of their garage, a gathering place, it's a, it's a place where guys gather, hang out, um, show off their toys, etc. cetera. Um, but it's also a place that we go to relax and uh, maybe watch a game, throw some darts, share a laugh tends to be a judge-free zone where it's cool just to be a guy. Uh, I've been to some parties. Um, I'm not a big partier. Uh, but I've been to some parties here and there, and it, it seems like when you go to a couple's party, it, more often than not, the women are going in and gathering around inside, and the guys tend to congregate, congregate in, the, in the garage, which is kind of a cool thing. But one of the things that I, I think it also can come to understand for us is that we have some common ground. Right? We're not so different when we start to, to gather in places like these. And I guess as it pertains to where we are as a, as a church, maybe as a culture right now, one thing that I've, I've heard and noticed many guys sharing their experience of feeling alone, feeling discouraged, feeling isolated, and on an island. And um, so the garage is, is tended to be a place that we can come together and, and let loose and unwind. And we can find a place of belonging, a place to relax and recharge. At the end of the day, I think it's to, for us to affirm what we already know, that we're not supposed to walk this alone. And Ecclesiastes 4.12 sums up the benefit of us coming together when it says, Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. So the garage is not just a gathering place. It's also a workshop, right? It's a place where we keep our tools, we get our hands dirty, we fix stuff. Friends and neighbors come by and we work on projects together. Dads build stuff with their kids, and they show them things to do. It's a place of training and equipping. It's a place to repair. It's a place to build and a place to restore. First Timothy chapter 4, Paul is instructing this young man, Timothy, and he says, Train yourself to be godly, for physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. Which leads to another scripture which was very fitting for last Saturday. Ecclesiastes 10.10 says, Using a dull axe requires strength. So sharpen the blade. That's the value of wisdom. It helps you succeed. There are some stereotypes to men. We love to drive, but we hate asking for directions. We tend to start chopping wood, and instead of going inside and sharpening our blade, we just sharp harder until we're exhausted. And so this is a place where we can come and sharpen our axe. Which leads somewhat to the third stage, which is the full-service garage. As we build, as we do maintenance and repair on ourselves and restore the things about us, it's still meant for us to get back out on the road. And so the garage is meant to be a place of work, but not just on our things. The definition of ministry is the act of service. So men come to the garage to receive service, but we leave the garage equipped, refreshed, and ready to serve in our homes, in our workplace, and our community. The garage is meant to serve and strengthen men so that we can serve and strengthen those around us and fulfill the will and purpose that Jesus has for our lives. So to sum up what the garage is, it's really designed to hit on three things. It's meant for us to gather around, gear up, and go out. 
And so the gathering around is to provide a, a point of connection for guys to just hang out, get to know one another, and establish this common ground. It's a place for us to gear up, to provide a place where men can sharpen our axes and work on becoming better equipped and followers of Jesus Christ, and to go out. Ultimately, the garage is designed to provide men the opportunities to minister within our homes, church, and community. So uh, it's pretty simple to then define what type of events and what type of gatherings we should have around those three things. So what type of events? We need to connect. So let's have some larger events that are laid back, they're relational, they're fun, and they're engaging. They're probably larger in context, meant to gravitate more, just be a place of hangout. The next is, is having workshops. That from a biblical perspective, how is it that we embrace our manhood and how is it that we become better fathers, better husbands, better followers of Christ? How do we embrace being stewards of our finances and our families? And the last is having service and ministry projects to identify projects and, and serving opportunities, not just outside our homes, but inside our homes, including serving our communities in our church. So how does the garage affect men of courage and men's Bible studies? And you could throw Nehemiah's toolbox and, and other areas in there. The garage is not re- meant to replace anything. It's not meant to replace men of courage or the Bible studies. It's pretty cool that we can put up a slide and say, well, how does it affect men's ministry? It just walks alongside of men's ministry, maybe identifying other opportunities for engagement for guys than what we already have existing but not to replace. Maybe the, the best way that this can be demonstrated is, is in an image which, which gears. So as we were developing the premise for the ministry, we were processing the, the different layers and different aspects to what the ministry could be, and the idea of gears came to mind. Within the men's ministry, there are different ways for us to engage. So you'll notice that some gears are larger and some are smaller, and the smaller gears don't mean that they're less relevant or that they're less important. Maybe they just have, it's a smaller group. And when you have a smaller gear next to a larger gear, that smaller gear just rotates more often. So the Bible studies and other small gatherings might be that we just meet more regularly, where the larger gears are meant to bring in more people and we just do less of them because they cost $100,000. I'm just kidding. So as we get started in the garage, then part of the design intentional will be to have more large events in the beginning because we need to get reconnected. We've gone through a season of time in our lives where we have been isolated, we have been alone, and and now is an opportunity for us to connect, to further engage, to develop some relationship and rapport so that we can get to know each other before we just roll up our sleeves and get to work. And so let's provide that, that relational connection. Jesus had followers, but he created friendships in those followers that then were led to do amazing things. But it started with relationship. So as I close, I believe that the launch of the garage is timely. Randy's in the middle of his series uh, in discipleship from Matthew 28. Uh, the first week he joked about the length of the, of the series he said maybe a few weeks, a few months, and then I think he said something about the, a few years. Um, but he really wasn't joking. I think it's evident to see that truth and grace and Christianity, it's all kind of fading and becoming blurry around us. But the goal and, and the challenge and the charge for us is not to let it fade in us, 
How much more brightly can our light shine if we embrace who God has for us and what he's calling us to be? And we can make that positive difference. Which leads us to the, the crux of what I believe the scripture to be, which is Matthew 9, 37 and 38, when Jesus looks around and he just shares with his disciples. He says, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. I have a life application Bible, and the notes that it says to this says, Many people are ready to give their lives to Jesus and only need someone to show them how. Jesus commands us to pray for people, um, that people will respond to this need for workers. I find it interesting, though, it says, Often when we pray for something, God answers our prayers by using us. Be prepared for God to use you to show another person the way to him. So hopefully the garage can just be a place that we can become better prepared to share Jesus. I think, guys, you see it's something you can sink your teeth into. Ladies, it's something that you can encourage, uh, direct, order, demand that your men go to. Um, uh, this last event we had was just a great event, and I was really impressed with the level of engagement of, of everyone with one another uh, at that time. So something phenomenal in that. We're going to receive our offering at this point in time before we continue on, and if you're here exploring the things of God, um, we don't expect you to participate in the offering. Uh, Jesus actually watched people as they put money in the offering. He talked a lot about it. It's one of the, uh, more than practically anything else in scriptures outside of faith and prayer, he talked about money because it says a lot about who we are, our priorities, all that's part of that. But if we're not in relationship with God, if we're still exploring those things, then you need to have space to do that. It it, it, it would be ridiculous for you to commit finances and it would actually have no meaning. Um, Those things flow out of a relationship and out of an understanding of what that's about. So if you're exploring these things, just let it pass you on by, seriously, okay? Father, we come before you, and we thank you, we honor you. Um, Everything we have comes from you, and we are appreciative of that, Father. And we take this time to worship you in a very tangible expression and to partner alongside you. We pray that these tithes and offerings would be used for your purposes with wisdom and integrity, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. The band has a little something that's a special uh, for also for our friends who are with us today. We make a miracle work, promise keep light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. One more time. Milagroso, abres camino, cumples promesas, luz en tinieblas. Mi Dios, así eres tú. very strategic in the partnerships that we make, and uh, they're based predominantly on relationship as well as a confidence in the integrity and in the nature of the individuals and the ministry. We've been involved with a number of years now with um, the work in Costa Rica, uh, headed up by Miguel and his wife, uh, Karina Rojas, and we are very fortunate that today they are with us, and so I'm going to ask Miguel to step up here with us, if you would, and uh, Jerry Sotomayor, one of our guys here, is coming up to, to translate for him as well, too, a good friend, and would you welcome Miguel?
And before he begins to share, I also want to recognize that his infinitely better half is here as well. Karina, would you stand please as well? And, uh, Miguel, tell us about the work. Buenos dias, church. Ah, Spanish. I love Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for this opportunity to stay here, but... Uh, I bring the opportunity for Jerry practice her English, his English, okay? Este, <laughs> gracias por invitarme esta mañana acá. Thank you for uh, welcoming this morning. Estoy muy emocionado por muchas cosas. I'm very excited about a lot of things. Primero por la invitación del pastor por estar acá. And the invitation from the pastor to be here. La segunda porque pude buscar a Mel y tomarme una foto con la camiseta que él usa. And so uh, the second one is that I was able to take a picture with the uh, pastor's sh uh, shirt. The male? Yes. Male. Male. Sorry. Male. Él tiene un club de fans en Costa Rica. Oh, he has a fan club in Costa Rica. <laughs> so. <laughs> la otra cosa es que estoy preocupado porque fui a buscar la famosa parrilla de Pastor Rob Marcus y no la vi. So he, he's kind of frustrated because he was looking for which one? Famous the, the barbecue famous. Rob Marcus. Oh, the very, <laughs> and he couldn't find it. Yeah. Pero tenemos cuatro horas de mensaje, entonces puede hacer algo. So we only have a short four hours message over here for you guys, so <laughs> relax. El mensaje esta mañana yo quiero compartirlo con ustedes. The message that I want to share with you this morning. Dios lo puso en mi corazón y es algo que va directo a nuestras vidas. God put it in my heart and it's uh, related to what we do in our life. Yo creo que todos, desde cuando éramos pequeños, teníamos muchos sueños. Since we were little kids, I think since we were little kids, we have a dream. Queríamos ser bomberos, doctores, astronautas. We, we want to be uh, uh, firemen, astronauts, policemen. Y nosotros somos hijos de Dios y somos soñadores. And we are all children of God and we dream. Pero yo creo que esta pandemia nos ha quitado muchos sueños. But I think the pandemic has taken things away from us. Mucha gente nos pregunta en dónde está Dios. A lot of people ask, where is God? Pero yo creo que la mejor respuesta es decir en dónde está la iglesia. But I think the best answer is, where is the church? La iglesia está viva. The church is alive. La iglesia sirve. The, ch the church service y la iglesia ama todas las personas. and the church love everybody el enemigo trató de cerrar la iglesia. the enemy tried to close the church y él pensó que había ganado cuando cerró las puertas del edificio. and he thought that he won when the, the, the church's door were closed Pero nos dimos cuenta de algo. where we, we realized something la iglesia somos nosotros. that the church is us y nadie nos puede detener. and nobody can stop us pero tenemos que venir a este lugar a cantar juntos, a adorar juntos. So we have to come together to sing praise God over here. Pero yo creo que en estos momentos es cuando tenemos que ser muy valientes. And in those times is when we have to be very, very courageous. El mundo está loco. The, the, the world is crazy. Cada vez está más complicado. Every time it's getting complex. Pero este es el momento. But this is the time. Cuando tenemos que caminar hacia esa tierra prometida. This is the time where we need to walk to the promised land. Y siendo valientes. And be encouraged about it. Vea lo que dice Josué 1.9. See what Joshua 1.9 says. I have not commanded, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord, your God, will be with you wherever you go. 
¿Sabe qué es lo que me impresiona de este verso? You know what is the, the, most, the, the most thing that impressed me about this verse? No es una recomendación. It's not a recommendation. No es una invitación. It's not an invitation. Es una orden. It's an order. Es una orden. It's an order. Tenemos que ser valientes. We have to be courage. Y también en nuestros sueños. And also in our dreams. Vea lo que dice Juan 10.10. Look at what John 10.10 says. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have, have it to the full. Déjeme preguntarle algo. Let me ask you something. ¿Cuántos sueños se acabaron por esta pandemia? How many dreams died because of the pandemic? ¿Cuántos planes con nuestras familias se acabaron? How many plans with our families stopped? Vea lo que dice la palabra de Dios. Look at what the word of God says. El ladrón vino a matar. The thief came to kill. A robar. To, to steal y a destruir, and destroy incluso nuestros sueños inclusive our dreams nosotros tenemos que volver we have to come back caminar walk y decir mis sueños no están en la pandemia and and say my dreams are not in the pandemic mis sueños no están en el mundo my dreams are not in the world mis sueños están en dios my my dreams are in god y Él lo sustenta cada día. And he sustains us every day. Vea lo que dice. Yo vine a darles vida y vida en abundancia. Look at what it says. I came to give you life and abundant life. Y una vida en abundancia es muy diferente a tener una larga vida. And an abundant life is a difference of having a, lo, a long life. Hay, familia, hay personas que viven 90 años. You have people that live 90 years old. Y no tuvieron una vida linda. And they didn't have a life. Pero hay gente que tuvo 30 años. But you have people that are only 30 years old. Y tuvo una vida preciosa. And they had a, li a beautiful life. No se trata de muchos años. Doesn't talk about, it doesn't matter how many years you se live. Se trata de una vida abundante en Dios. And what it matters is an abundant life. Hace un tiempo leía un libro que me encanta. A long, a long time ago I read a book. Y una frase en ese libro me impactó mucho. And a phrase on that book impacted me. Y yo quiero que usted la escuche esta mañana. And the phrase is, the day in the tombstone is not the day that you die. The day you stop dreaming is the day that you start dying. Tenemos que soñar. We have to dream. Usted es un hijo de Dios. Are you uh, children of God? Sueñe. Dream. Si él dijo que va a estar con nosotros, va a estar con nosotros. If he said he's going to be with us, he's going to be with Dios us. Dios nos hizo soñadores. God made us dreamers. Y muchas veces esta pandemia nos ha quitado el sueño de tener muchas cosas en Dios. And because the pandemic, some of those dreams have taken away from us. ¿Y por qué es necesario soñar? And why is uh, important to dream? Vea lo que dice Juan 15:8. Look at what John 15:8 says. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. Showing yourself to be my disciples. Cuando nosotros tenemos fruto, when we have fruits, la gente ve quién es Dios. The people see who God is. No se detenga. Don't stop. Camine firme. Be strong in your walk. Créale a Dios. Believe in God. Y usted diga ese sueño que Dios me ha dado. And say that dream that God gave, gave Yo me. Yo lo voy a cumplir. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it a, a reality. Porque le tengo una gran noticia. Because I got a great news for you. Dios nunca miente. God never lies. Nunca miente. He never lies. Levantemos. 
wake up, stand Caminemos up, and walk, y diga, Dios está conmigo. and say, God is with me. Le voy a algo que está en Costa Rica, que me un ayer. I'm going to tell you something that is happening in Costa Rica that I received that message yesterday. Nos van a a tener la They're going to force us to have the vaccine. If you have all the vaccines, you're going to have a, a number that is going to Uh, to give you permission to be able to go to church. Con ese número usted puede ir al supermercado. With that number you're going to be able to go to the supermarket. Usted puede ir al gimnasio. You can you can go to the gym. Puede ir a comprar comida. You can go and buy food. Pero si no tiene el número, but if you don't have the number, no va a poder hacer nada. You can't do anything. ¿Qué piensa usted? What do you think? ¿Sabe qué pienso yo? You know what I think? Que las circunstancias that the circumstances no cambian quién es Dios. Don't change who God is. Puede ser que sea una mala noticia. It could be that you have a bad news. Puede ser que me dé miedo. It could be that you're afraid. Pero yo sé quién es Dios. But I know who God is. Por primera vez en la historia, las iglesias se unieron en Costa Rica. For the first time in history, the churches in Costa Rica y came together. Contra esa ley. And they fought against that rule. Y el gobierno dijo, está bien, no la vamos a poner para ir a la iglesia. And the government said, okay, we're not going to put it against the church. Y le digo algo. And I tell you something. Esa guerra no es contra carne ni es contra sangre. That fight is not against the flesh or the blood. Usted sabe contra quién es. You know who against that is? Tenemos que levantarnos. You have to stand up. Y decir. And, and say. Yo sé que el que está conmigo. I know the person that, who, that is with me es más fuerte que el que está en el mundo. is stronger than everything that is happening around you. Es tiempo de soñar. It's time to dream. Es tiempo de saber. It's time to know de que Dios está con nosotros. that God is with us. Y cierro con este pasaje de la Biblia. And I'm going to close with this passage of the Bible. Romanos 8.37 Romans 8.37-39 No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through the hymn who love us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels or demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any power, neither heights or death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen. Tome la mano de esa persona que está a su lado, sigue su familia. Grab the person right next to you if, you, if it's your family. Y dígale. And tell them something. Nada. Nothing. Nada. Nothing. Nada. Nothing. Nada. Nothing. Me va a separar. Is going to separate me. Del amor de Dios. The love from God. Y le digo una cosa. And I'm going to tell you something. Muchas veces tenemos miedo. Sometimes we're afraid. De qué va a pasar con nuestra familia. That something is going to happen to our family. Y hay una parte en la Biblia que a mí me encanta. And it's a, a, a section in the Bible that I love. Y esa parte dice. And that section says. Ustedes adoren lo que quieran. Love whomever you want. Ustedes sirvan al que ustedes quieran. Serve whomever you want to serve. Pero yo y mi casa. But me and my house. Le serviremos al Señor. We're going to serve God. Yo y mi casa. Yo sirvo a mi casa. Le serviremos al Señor. <laughs> Mire, nuestros ojos ven varias cosas. In our eyes, it's, it's a couple of things. Ven la realidad. You can see the reality. Pero existe la verdad. 
La realidad es que estamos en medio de una pandemia. The reality is that we're in the middle of the pandemic. La realidad es que el mundo está loco. The reality is that we have a crazy world. La realidad es que hay un caos. The reality is a, is a chaos. Pero la verdad But the truth es que Dios está a cargo de nosotros. Is that God is in charge of us. La verdad es que está todo terrible. The truth is everything is that la, la reality verdad, is that La verdad es que todo está terrible. La verdad, the, the reality is that everything is bad. Pero la verdad es que Dios prometió estar con nosotros. But the truth is that God is going to be with us. Y él no miente. And he doesn't lie. Así que mi desafío esta mañana es. And my, my challenge to you is. Busque ese sueño. Find that dream. Ese sueño que está esperando ahí. That dream that is waiting for you there. Y créalo en Dios. And, and believe in God. Porque va a ser realidad. Because it's going to be reality. Porque le voy a decir algo y cierro ahora sí. <laughs> Because I'm going to tell you something and now I'm going to close. Si un sueño nació en el corazón de Dios. If a dream was born, was born in uh, Jesus Christ's heart. Nada lo detiene. Nothing going to stop it. Porque Dios cumple sus promesas. Because God uh, fulfilled the promises. Miguel was telling me earlier that uh, their ministry has actually expanded. Uh, it's now not just operating out of their church, but they're actually facilitating other churches and connecting other churches around Costa Rica. So they're taking some lead on that. And uh, I've asked them just to share quickly a little bit of what they're doing. Uh, they've got dental clinics, all sorts of stuff happening. So, Hablando de sueños, ese es un sueño que nos pasó a nosotros. Talking about a dreams, this is a dream that we had. Um, nosotros vivimos en una comunidad muy pobre. We live in a very poor community. Y una vez una persona me llamó y me dice, Miguel, tengo una silla de dientes que le quiero regalar, una silla de dentista. One, uh, on one occasion, a person called Miguel and said, Miguel, I have a, a dentist chair for you. Me dice, ¿la quiere? Do you want it? Y por supuesto. So he said, of course. Yo no sé para qué. I don't know for what. Yo no sé cómo la voy a usar. I don't know. I'm not a dentist, but Pero I don't know how we're going to use it. But I'm going to take it. Y este señor me dice, se la vamos a mandar y es suya. He said, I'm going to give it to you, it's all yours. Recibo la llamada de un dentista. I receive a phone call from a dentist. Y me dice, Miguel, yo quiero servir con usted, ¿qué puedo hacer? So Miguel, I want to serve, uh, I want to serve with you, what can I do? Y le dije, tengo el trabajo para usted. I have the work for you. Empezamos con 10 niños. We started with 10 kids. Tenemos 56 pacientes en la iglesia. We have 56 patients right now. Ya dimos 12 niños de alta. We uh, let 12 children go. Son niños que necesitan 6 extracciones y 4 calzas. So it was 6 uh, extraction and 6 uh, fillings. Ese es el promedio de los niños. Say that again, I'm sorry. Es el promedio que tenemos. It's, it's, uh, it's the average they have. Cosiendo sueños. Cosiendo, uh, uh, coming together with dreams or fulfilling. Oh, so again. So, uh, say that again. So, cosiendo sueños. So, sewing dreams. Es un ministerio donde tenemos 24 mujeres que están aprendiendo a coser. It's a, a dream that they have 24 women uh, learning how to, to sew. Ya graduamos 10. 
they graduated 10. Y el primer grupo, mujeres de la cárcel, mujeres que vendían drogas, mujeres que no tenían nada que hacer, ya están graduadas y están trabajando en su casa. So ladies that came out of uh, jail, they didn't have anything else to do, they graduated and now they have a job. Mm -hmm. Tenemos eh, una escuela virtual. They have a virtual uh, school. Y yo tengo un reto para ustedes. And I have a challenge for you. Si usted no puede viajar a Costa Rica para servir con nosotros, if you can go to Costa Rica to serve with us, usted puede servir desde su casa. You can serve from your home. Tenemos 32 estudiantes de escuelas y colegios. We have 32 students from uh, primary to uh, college. Nosotros tenemos 20 laptops. We have 20 laptops. Las ponemos en nuestros carros. We put it on our cars. Nos vamos a la montaña. We go to the mountains. Y por medio de Zoom ustedes se pueden conectar. And through Zoom you can connect to, uh, with those computers. Y enseñar inglés. And, and, and teach English. Ustedes pueden buscar aquí a la persona y anotarse si quieren ser profesores. You can get with pastor over here and, and put your name down so you can be a teacher. Y nosotros les vamos a explicar cómo hacerlo. And we can we're going to tell you how to do it. Y el último ministerio que estamos haciendo en este momento. And the last ministry that we we're doing right now. Necesitamos sus oraciones. We need your prayers. Porque en Costa Rica hay muchas mujeres que están sufriendo de cáncer. In Costa Rica we have a lot of women that, that suffer from cancer. Y solamente hay dos hospitales en el centro de la ciudad que da el tratamiento. Esas mujeres vienen desde lugares muy lejanos, dos, tres horas. Those ladies come from a very far away uh, to the city. Toman la quimioterapia. They take the chemotherapy. Y entonces tienen que dormir en las calles. And they have to sleep on the, on the street after the chemotherapy. Tienen que dormir en el piso del hospital. They have to sleep on the floor in the, on the hospital. Porque salen tarde del tratamiento. Because the treatment is so long that it's very late when they come out. Ya tenemos la pink house. Uh, right, now, right now we have the pink house. Ya está prácticamente lista. It's almost done. Entonces esas mujeres llegan a ese lugar. And the, the ladies will come to that house. Las esperamos con comida. We, we wait for them with food. Las esperamos con una cama. We wait for them with a bed. Las esperamos con una oración. We wait them for, uh, with prayer. Cuidamos a, a la persona que le acompaña. We, we take care of the people that are with the ladies as well. Y al día siguiente se va a su casa. And the next day they go home. No tuvo que dormir en la calle. They didn't have to sleep on the street. No tuvo que tener frío o hambre. It didn't, it didn't have to have Uh, be cold or be hungry y todo porque and everything because empezó con un pequeño sueño because it started with a dream y sabe cuando empezó ese sueño and you know when that dream started cuando el equipo médico estuvo en Costa Rica when the medical team was in Costa Rica yo veía esos médicos caminando por los barrios I saw the doctors walking around in the barrios y yo dije algún día and then I say one of these one of these days dar salud a las personas we're gonna give health to the, to the people y hoy es el día And today's the day. Gracias por su soporte. Thank you for supporting us. Gracias por amarnos tanto. Thank you for loving us. Y gracias por sus oraciones. And thank you for your prayers. No hay muchas iglesias. We don't have a lot of churches. Solamente una iglesia. Only one. Y es la iglesia de Cristo. And it's the Jesus Christ Church. Que el Señor les bendiga. Amen. Thank you, guys. Um, I don't know if you caught that uh, in the translation clear enough, so I'll just reiterate it. Uh, our medical teams were down there a year or two ago, 
And uh, if I'm understanding right, Miguel's saying that, that some of what the work they're doing now was, was started or dreamed about at least when those medical teams were down. Some of you are in the room right now. This coming year, we're going to be having medical teams going down again and connecting with Miguel and Karina. We're going to be having hopefully some construction teams as well and other ministries, and that's something that you can be a part of. We also have things, if you can't cross over to Costa Rica, you can cross 8 Mile. Join us on down at Osborne, and some of the work that's being done now, not just in that high school, but in that community that has transformed that community from what was the number one most violent zip code in the U.S., that those numbers have now dropped, and some of the credit is being offered to the churches that have been engaged and productively ours in that process. So this is a sum of what you're doing, what you're a part of, and what you've been engaged with. Um, it's great to have friends, uh, especially of such quality as we have in Miguel and Karina. I want to thank Jerry particularly as well. Jerry is a former chief warrant officer in the U.S. Army, works for TACOM right now, and has been a part of our community and uh, came back just to be a part of this today, and I particularly want to appreciate him. Here's the one thing, guys, and please hear my heart on this. I've traveled uh, on four different continents, 40-plus different countries. I, I know what's out there, and I know the beauty of this country. I really do, and I, I, I love coming home, and I, I love even with all the craziness going on, it's still my country. But please hear this. The kingdom of God is not about countries. It's not about left or right we're told that at, at the time of all things ending, that all nations, all people, all tongues will stand before the throne of God and sing praises in all the languages of the earth. We are so often ethnocentric as Americans. One of, one of the classic jokes that, that you hear in international circles, it's not said here, but if you travel abroad, they'll say, hey, what do you call someone who knows three languages? Uh, trilingual. What do you call somebody who knows two languages? Bilingual. What do you call someone who only knows one language? Americans. We're that ethnocentric. But there'll be a time coming when all those languages will pass away and we'll be standing before the throne of God. In this, in this congregation alone, over 10 different nationalities are represented every Sunday from Korean to Filipino to Canadian to a variety of different things that you may not even be aware of present in the room. And they're Christians, and they're our brothers and sisters. And a lot of our brothers and sisters struggle in other countries, whether that's in China. Politically, we may not agree, but there are brothers and sisters that serve God in that country. I'm not saying that everyone's part. It's all-inclusive. Anyone who wants to repent and, and come before the throne of God, it includes everybody. But there's only one way, and that's through Jesus Christ. But once that's there, we're brothers and sisters, and it doesn't matter all the rest of that. And so we need to be conscious of that and how we think and how we operate. And I'm very appreciative for our friends coming today and sharing as openly and as freely as they did and for the work that they're doing. And so, Father, we come before you and we give you thanks. Lord, I, we have been enriched today by the presence of Miguel and Karina. We've been enriched by just hearing in, in another language what you are doing in another country. It broadens our thinking and our mind and our hearts and our spirit. I pray, God, that you'd continue to draw us together, that, that there'd be a unity ultimately that would override all the divisions. 
I thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit that binds us and makes us one. One faith, one Lord, one baptism across all lines. And so, Lord, this morning we thank you. We ask your blessing upon our friends. We ask that you'd bless their ministry. We ask you protect them from illness, that you protect them from assault, that you protect them from anything that would come against them, Lord, and that you would bless them. And we commit them into your hands in Jesus' name. Amen.